0: This week on The Reverse Stick Celebrations are over folks It's back to business Olympic qualifiers, Pro League wash up And wait for it A Hockey Fives World Cup Welcome back to episode 101 of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name's John Lee. My co host is
1: Matt Allen. Good to be here, John, for series two, episode one of the Reverse Stick, the Global <laughs> Hockey <two> Podcast. <laughs> Very that, good. That, that's what they do these days, isn't it? you got to break it into series. And we, we kind of had a week off when we're not strictly not the weekly Hockey Podcast, unless you joined us for our live Pro League party on YouTube.
0: One of the five people that did? No, no, no.
1: We had we a peak of nine at one stage. Oh. I think there was uh, circa 50 plus uh, views through the uh, through the event. Let's call it an event. And uh, I swiftly deleted it uh, the following day, so there's no incriminating evidence.
0: It was an experiment for us. It was. It was never meant to be a showcase of our <laughs> skills or abilities. It's
1: been a long day. Um,
0: I was a little oh. tired and emotional by the end of it. It has been a very long
1: two or three days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah, you're right. It was an experiment. We had a crack at it. Hopefully, those of you that enjo- uh, uh, enjoyed, <laughs> enjoyed it, enjoyed <laughs> it, I don't know if enjoyment the word, joined us... Uh Uh, I don't know, had a giggle anyway, and uh, um, thanks for for joining in. You can subscribe on our YouTube channel, John, just search for the reverse stick. It's good to be back here without a beer in my hand, actually, because it's been a few Saturday
0: recordings of late. It has, we're back on a Friday today, and uh, of course the the big uh, streaming last Saturday night broke my computer. (laughs) It's broken. Oh, well. We'll push on anyway. We've got lots to get through, don't we? It's a big show. Well, let's start with this stuff. (laughs) News. And uh, first up, well, better be the Pro League, I suppose, Matt.
1: Well, as good a place as any to start. And uh, we obviously had the grand final weekend. The grand finals. The grand finale. The grand finale, Uh, uh, finale, perhaps. There's a semi-final in the grand final before the grand final of the grand final. A a grand
0: final is, is one match, I would have thought. The the last big match. I just think they got it a bit
1: wrong with that one, but there we go. We live and they learn got a lot, lot wrong with well, the pro league. Yeah, well we've got get through the results first. We've, we've got plenty of that to come up, haven't we? Um, now we kind of missed a week in there, uh, sort of in between, didn't we? So we we missed the sort of the last weekend of pro league games. Um, to didn't we? No, didn't we? No. I know we did a late. Well, it was a Saturday record, wasn't it? Of course yeah, that's it
0: right. Geez.
1: Um, um We'll start with the women. OK. Uh, in uh, Amsterdam, at the Wagener Stadium. Uh, a little bit quiet on the crowds for the um, some of the earlier games. Terrible crowds um, for the Thursday and Friday. I don't think you could describe them as anything else. No. Nah. And there's more to come on that as well, with some comments from Thierry Veal, the FIH CEO. Um, so Is he still? We, sorry? Is he still? Well, I believe so, oh, yeah. Okay. Unless, well, I've been checking the FIH... News feed. Uh, there's lots coming out from there at the moment. A lot of changes happening, just making sure. Mm. Uh, right, semi finals, John. Yes. What, what happened there? Um, Netherlands versus Germany. And the women? In the women, yeah, we're on the women first. It was a 2 1 win for the host nation in the later game of the day. Uh, Germany took them all the way in that. It was uh, a couple of late goals from Matler and uh, Velten to give them a 2 1 win after Rebecca. Groter's goal on uh, 14 minutes, a little bit fiery as well, a few cards fired around in, uh, in that one there, particularly late on, Germany with the two yellows, um, which obviously gave the opportunity for the Dutch girls to take it home in front of the home crowd and make their way into the final, of course it was Australia versus Argentina in the other game, very yep. tight encounter, good defensive display by the Aussie girls I thought in that game, um, the uh, the Argentinians always look scary with that long long ball into the corners, though, don't they?
0: Gritty and plucky, I would <laughs> describe that performance. I mean, many people thought that the Argentinians probably deserved to win that game, but you don't deserve to win if you don't get the goals in the net, map. That's right.
1: Well, early goal from them on four minutes from uh, Jan Kunis. Um but then that deflected ripper of a short corner from Jodie Kenny on 29 minutes evened it up, um, and Australia went through 4-3 on the final shoot of the shootout, um, Argentina drawing blanks in their last two so uh, well done to the Aussie girls getting through to the final alas they met the Dutch in the final didn't they um, and uh, entertaining game the late equaliser for the Aussie girls took it to a shootout um, but they were too strong the home nation 4-3 winners
0: we'll be talking about that shootout a little bit later couple of points to make about that shootout not that I'm taking anything away from the result in any way say, shape or form but let's call it f- lessons for the future mm, yeah uh,
1: third fourth playoff that was a, a one all draw between Germany and Argentina a 3-1 sh- shootout win for the Germans yes crowned uh, so there we go Netherlands crowned the very first let's not, not the last FIH Pro League champion over to the men John what happened there you
0: what can- happened to the men
1: what the Dutch men?
0: yeah <laughs> Yeah, they wouldn't be very happy, would they? Well, well look, the
1: Dutch, the Dutch men came up against uh, Belgium in their semi final. And uh, what was the score in that one, John? Two, 3 1 win to Belgium, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Belgium. a
0: very good win to Belgium. Very good win, I would suggest. And, uh, of course, Australia getting over the top of Great Britain in the other semi-final. It's, well, Oof. a bit of a pants down, that yeah, one. That for a Comprehensive. A top, yeah. And, look, you get results at the top level like this sometimes. We saw Belgium beat Germany, what, 8-1 or 7-1 not too long ago. Australia beat the Dutch in a final of a... a um, World Cup a couple of few years ago 8-0 or 7-1 or something so you can get those blowout games sometimes at the top end and I think well, once GB. the team gets a roll on they get a roll on and there's not much you can do about it except stick with it and try and minimise the damage.
1: Well GB have had a few of those over the years as well in those sort of third fourth place in the semi-final games where they've uh, they've done well and worked really hard and yeah. just got in at the last minute to get into those spots and alas they then get pumped. One
0: thing that came out uh, last weekend when talking to um some fellas after games, etc., about the uh, those semi-final results is Great Britain just can't seem to handle Australia. And Australia very often has results like that one Yeah. Uh, against Great Britain and they seem to hold their own against the Dutch and the Germans and they're very competitive but as soon as they come up against Australia something goes wrong. Now one of the theories was that they don't like the way the Australians attack at them and it's a constant attack. Australia doesn't sort of throw the ball around the back a lot and do all that European sort of stuff that some of those other countries that they play against regularly do. They started
1: to do it though GB I thought they were good with the long ball from Creed quite often in that uh, third, fourth playoff game against the Netherlands, and that was a cracker. I think it was five goals in a, in a minute or a minute. <laughs> like it was yeah. just goal, 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 goal in that but second. So, once again, the Netherlands quarter. aren't
0: a team that come after you necessarily. I mean they're very good and they're very, but they play a, a, a formula if you know what I mean, and they they play to a system, and that system is not as attacking as the Australian system. No,
1: oh, no, there's is. No, there's a there's, an, there's a patience there. Yeah, yeah, patience Build up, build up, build up, build um, up. But when they get going, boy, do they oh, get going? Yeah. You, know, you know, don't don't miss yeah, a pass. Bloody good. Um, it's a 5-3 win for the Netherlands uh, in the third, fourth playoff, And we've got a little bit of audio after the game from uh, Jeroen Hertzberger. Um, of course, uh, he uh, he got a couple of goals in the game there. Uh, first goal for the Dutch on nine minutes. And uh, just some interesting comments here, John. So, for effort, same as FH, then, great game. Four goals in 68 seconds, isn't it? really wow that's incredible um it's not very good defending i think (laughs) (laughs) but uh all in all um yeah that's uh that's international hockey for you in a nutshell so uh, yeah it's uh, it's entertaining i think to be fair, the clock stops every time you score with a corner or something, so it might have felt like one minute, but it, 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 it was one minute, but it felt longer. So um, yeah, but I think it's what the crowd wants to see—action. So uh, uh, we gave it to them today. <laughs> yeah, and it's a good way to finish with Franz better after Friday's game. If you just disappointing. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, it's not the game we wanted to play. Uh, not here at home, and. Um, yeah, I mean it's the way things go. Um, the Pro League is not the most important in uh, tournaments on the calendar, so um, uh, looking at that then uh, bronze is okay for now. But um, yeah, we will need to improve if we want to uh, play these finals. Exactly. And all, all attention now turns to the Europeans. Yeah, definitely. We have some time off and then uh, yeah, we have uh, three weeks of uh, uh, preparation for the Euros and then uh, hopefully get our ticket to Tokyo. you're on Hertzberg I'm talking to Jay Bloomfield from Hockey World News more on Hockey World News coming up later in the show um, what are you reckon to the comments about um, the Pro League isn't the most important competition
0: well for them it's not it's all about Olympic qualifying and it's not the most important competition
1: well no a Pro League's an Olympic qualifying tournament
0: yeah but they're they're looking at other avenues to qualify for the Olympics they're yeah. looking at all their avenues and they don't see Pro League as a major competition
1: no, well, we've seen that uh,
0: European Championships, Euro Club Championships, they see as more important than the Pro League.
1: I think Cow has seen the Pro League as a great opportunity to blood a lot of players yep. and to give a lot of uh, game time and exposure and uh, opportunities to see different parts of the world uh, to a wider group. So, you know, that's, perhaps it's worked in that respect for them. Um, they would still love to have won the thing at home, though, wouldn't they?
0: Well, they probably would have. But when you, when you look at the way the qualification process works and and the awarding of places by the FIH to um, on team on world rankings the dutch are going to be there by hook or by crook whether they qualify as european winners or they qualify through the pro league or whether they just qualify through their world ranking yeah and i think for some of these teams it's more important to keep your world ranking up there than actually winning anything because these places will open up to them
1: yeah, and more on world rankings to yep. come as well. Now, of course, uh after that third, fourth place game, it was the grand final, Australia versus Belgium. Um Now, Belgium were uh down a couple of players fairly early on. Charlie, uh, sorry, Breals didn't play, and uh, Van Doren hit the deck about three minutes into the game. A little bit of Jacob Anderson involved in that, but a oh, bit of a surprise, slip, surprise. slip on the turf as well. Um so uh, it seemed to sort of that certainly Van Doren going off and hobbling off and coming back on and going back uh, back off the field again seemed to have a a, a real big impact on uh, how Belgium approached the game early doors and Australia came out fiery.
0: Yep, they did. Oh, I mean, you know, once you get to this level, it's uh, you, you replace one soldier with another. I know that. Okay, you've started oh, the game. Well, well, player of the year. Yeah, but it doesn't. That doesn't guarantee he's going to have a good game. I mean, it could have worked in their favour that he got off. He could have had a shocker of a game, and they left him out there because he is who he is, (laughs) rather than dragging some guy who's 17th who who could have actually played a great game. You you, you know, you don't know. They've got 18-man squads. Losing one or two is not the end of the world when you're only playing 60 minutes with rest breaks and... You know, it's not, a, it's not a question of players being fatigued and you're missing out in that sense.
1: Yeah, well, Australia hot off the blocks, uh, two goals in that first quarter, Trent Mitten and a beauty from Flynn Ogilvy at the, 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 top, of the top, top of the D. Um, Blake Gubbers extended that lead to 3-0 in the second quarter just before half-time and uh, it looked as though Australia were on a roll and we couldn't really see a way back for the Belgians but... But, but, but they certainly threw the kitchen sink at it. Two goals coming, uh, in the, the third and the fourth quarter. One from Leipart and, uh, Alexander Hendricks with a couple of minutes to go. It was a frantic last couple of minutes there. Charlie, yeah. Charlie A gets the yellow card on 59. Um, and, uh, the keeper had been, been dragged by then. Van Ash, hadn't he? Um, so, uh, yeah, Australia take out the inaugural FIH men's pro league competition. They'd be happy. Um, yeah, they would. We've uh, we also managed to catch up with Tyler Lovell straight after the game, the victorious captain.
0: Good. Super. What's your thoughts? Yeah, good game of probably two halves. I mean, we played pretty well in the first half, and then not so well in the second half. I mean, Belgium are a quality team, and we expected to come pretty hard in the second half, and they did that, so we. Yeah, absorbed it just and uh, got across the line. Yeah.
1: So, when you saw the team sheet at the start, you saw Thomas Bill's missing from, from the Belgian team. Does that give you guys a boost or oh, it's not, just another player? No,
0: that is just another player, you know. Like, um, uh, yeah, just, we don't really look at them as individual players, you know, we look at them as a team. You know, he's a, he's a good player for them, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll scout their whole team and not just focus on one person. Yeah, and the way Australia are playing at the moment, it's got to be one of the best Australian teams for quite a number of years. Yeah, we're... Uh, we're, we're We've got some good connections going on and our base is still pretty high at the moment. And um, We're playing with a lot of confidence so if we can keep building up the next uh, year, it'll be pretty exciting. Uh, Olympics year. And what happens from now? So you go back okay, home, you've got some holidays and then... Yeah, we got three weeks, weeks off some and then we're uh, we're in Japan for a week uh, for a training camp. And then we've got our Olympic qualifiers in, the, uh, in September up in uh, Rockhampton in the north of Queensland.
1: I think Australia did the, the clean sweep on, on on virtually all of the uh, individual player awards, didn't did they? they? Yeah, 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 they did very yeah. well. Um, Rachel Lynch, I think, got goalkeeper of the tournament as well. Wasn't she goalkeeper uh, of the finals? Oh, well, maybe it was. I, I don't, I don't know. know.
0: There was lots of stuff lots being of little, handed yeah, out. Glass yeah, glass plaques
1: being hand, handed around.
0: Yeah, they were. And interesting that after after fighting out that magnificent game you know that they needed all those extra rest breaks for because it's such a taxing game they made them run upstairs to go and collect them. <laughs> what's well, going on well, there? Let's, do, let's do a bit of post
1: analysis on, on the pro league in general and the finals in just a moment a okay. couple, couple of other bits of news of course we've got the we, in between shows we've had the hockey series finals in Valencia and Hiroshima finish up yep. um, so who's, uh, who's made their way through Qualifying there, John. That's uh, a very good question, man. Spain, I've um, gone Spain, through Canada. Spain and Canada from um, the Valencia, Valencia, and uh, in Hiroshima, India, and come on, John, India Japan. and no, Japan are already through, aren't they?
0: But they they got to the final, didn't they?
1: Because Japan finished in the top two and cannot qualify for the Olympic qualifiers because they have already qualified. The team that finished third does not automatically qualify for the FIH Olympic qualifiers. Any such additional place is determined by the world rankings.
0: OK, so that place in the Olympic qualification tournament is now open for the FIH to apply to the next highest ranked team that missed out. That's right. Is that how it's going to work? Yeah. OK. Oh, well, it's very confusing. That, we'll get to that very shortly. Um, yeah. So still
1: five spots up for grabs um, on the women's side of things. I think it's four on the men's side um, to be determined by the FIH um, World Rankings.
0: We'll wait for that because that's part of the Olympic quality.
1: Shall we just move on? Let's move on. One last bit of news. Uh, uh, Hockey Club Minsk in Belarus. Uh, They've won the men's title there. So they're heading to the EHL
0: next year. Uh, you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. Um, let's see, do we do Pro League review first? Yeah, Pro League review, that's it. Okay, we'll do Pro League first. Well, within hours of the Pro League winding up on Sunday evening, the FIH released a statement declaring the FIH Pro League a success. <laughs> a roaring success it would be had. Um, amazing success. And it just struck me that how the hell could you tell that less than 24 hours after the event has finished?
1: Well, because there was an executive board meeting just before it finished, mate. So the press release was already (laughs) sorted out. Um, they wrote it, that on the Thursday, it does today. also say, while acknowledging that, like for every project coming to birth, some areas will re- require adjustments. The EB expressed its high satisfaction with the first edition of FIH's Global Home and Away League.
0: Well, the first adjustment they should be, should make is reporting on these events accurately and fairly, rather than just telling people, oh, it's a success, and not, not giving us any information that would, allow us to come to the same conclusion they did. Well look I think
1: one thing that we would have to agree is the next line here. The top level of play, the regular frequency of high quality matches, the abundance of home games and and for some teams the attendances were assessed as particularly positive outcomes. Alright, first two lines there. Top level of play, regular frequency of no, the games. It wasn't.
0: It was not regular frequency of games.
1: Well, no, it was quite infrequent. It was quite infrequent, infrequent. when you when you played But there were, but there were or lots of games. games, yeah, there were lots yeah. of games. Well, um, no, there was 14. or too, too many at some times and not enough at, at other times and uh, some strange scheduling. Yeah, but the, the premise that there was good hockey played and we got to see lots of good hockey, you, we can't argue with that. There's, did the there's, Pro there's, League
0: there's, create that, did
1: it? No, no, no it didn't. It did. no, 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 no. Well maybe seeing more games but as we know if it wasn't happening there'd be other things happening in between and you, well the Australians have would have been touring hockey.
0: Europe anyway at this time of year coming up to Olympic qualification so it's not as if these, some of these teams weren't doing what they'd be doing anyway fair enough yeah well look so that's I mean Australia played what the men played 14 games across 5 months yeah Really? It took you five months to play 14 games? Yes,
1: yeah, well, there was a fair few games in between as well, because every time they, they play somebody, you'd, you'd get some practice matches happening anyway, wouldn't you? Just, well, the, uh, p-
0: the point being, it wasn't as frequent and as, as the FIH is making it out to be. It wasn't like we've had five months of packed hockey, it hasn't been No, that but,
1: you know, focused into into one event, into, into, into one, one format. Into well, one no, no, there wasn't, but... Across the pro league, the amount of games were just purely pro league games. So yeah. they, they, it's not a lie; it's, it's 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 fact on the amount of games that were played. Other facts, though, that I did notice: uh, there's a comment from uh, where did we get this from? La Libre um, in Belgium um, on a quote from Thierry. Uh, the goal was also to fill stadiums with four thousand seats, which makes a maximum target of five hundred twenty thousand people. Um, sorry that's not a quote that's in the article the quote being before the grand final we recorded 221,441 supporters in the stands Um, we must add the 20,000 grand final as a result the fill rate is only 43%
0: they got 20,000 in the grand final did they?
1: Yeah, they're probably all at the bar though, you know, when you, when you were watching.
0: Because the crowds on the Thursday and Friday were terrible. Well no, that's probably, that'd be combined, would it? You know? Well the (laughs) other, the other side of it is when they talk about we had X number of spectators, I mean this is a furphy that sports uh, administrators always come out, oh we had whatever he said, 220 odd thousand. Well how many of those are the same person returning to multiple games? Yeah, that's the same spectator. That's not a new spectator. Part of the same article. If the Pro
1: League has convinced players, uh, players, it has not yet entered the hearts of fans. Only one million people watched the streaming of the Pro League and Series Finals on the FIH website, which well, I find I find it an odd metric because who who was watching uh, Pro League on the FIH website? Not many people. No, because because of the pay per view angle with it. Now, yeah. yeah, granted, the only place to watch the hockey series was on. live in the main, um, bar bar, um, some stuff in India, um, the quality was so poor that you 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 couldn't couldn't stick around to watch it. A lot of
0: it was that bad, this quality of the streaming, lack of commentary, uh, a whole host of reasons why actually it was a bit of a flop
1: well is hockey series uh to be replaced by the pro league Two, john because this was also confirmed by the executive board Uh, no official name has been given yet but it will be established before the end of the year Interesting. What's that, you know, a, a second-tier opportunity to lose lots of money?
0: <laughs> well, that's that's basically it. I mean, what we haven't had from the FIH is any sort of idea of the financials involved with this competition. We've had nothing with a dollar sign attached to it to let us know, you know, what that relative financial success was, or lack of, for the Pro League. Now, when you consider the FIH farmed out a lot of the costs to the national associations, it. It's probably the only way you're ever going to find out what the true financial situation of the Pro League is, is by going to each of the international, each of the the national associations and getting their figures. Because whatever the FIH tells you is not going to be reflective of the true cost of the competition.
1: Well, I think we're about to find out the true cost of the competition, John. i would heard some rumours in the past 24 hours or so that there's going to be some redundancy, redundancies
0: at the FIH yeah. um, because of the cost of Pro League. Well, when you think about it, it the, the cost of the Pro League meant that there was no video referral for Olympic qualification events at the top level of international hockey. Mm-hmm. meant there was no commentary yeah. for those events either in their, in the broadcast of those events. There's there's a lot of issues about how much the Pro League really did cost and the financial pressure it's put on the FIH and the national associations. It's all very well and good to announce these projects, and but sooner or later, through this Olympic qualification process, nationals are going to go, well, we're not wasting our money on the Pro League because it guarantees nothing and we can qualify for the Olympics through this path and governments are not going to fund it either.
1: Well, who's going to be funding the... Uh Hockey Five's World Cup event. Uh, well, this um, is
0: interesting, this one.
1: A four-year plan for the development of um, of this event, and this plan will be finalised later in the year. I'm, well, I'm sure we'll hear at the Congress in uh, November. No, Sorry, next EB meeting in November. The marketing
0: announcement will be finalised by the end of the year. <laughs> Any idea that the FIH is going to plan something properly before announcing it is totally out the window because we've seen what happens there. They don't plan before they announce. They announce things and then try and figure out what they're going to do later on. Yeah, And that's patently obvious to anybody that, that's followed what, what they do and how they go about it. I mean, we're in the last year of our hockey revolution. Where are we? Back where we bloody well started from. Well, we have done a revolution full, rev, full revolution. full revolution. Yeah. And it's been a waste of time. It has been a total waste of time When the sport is no better off In fact it's in a worse place now Than it was four years ago yeah. Yeah. And anybody, if you want to argue well, well, we're so Just we're look in the bank balance
1: Yeah this is it There's um, yeah, a lot of pain to be felt at The FIH financially um, Which actually leads me to this, um, this well, no, no, Let's it.
0: go back to Hockey Fives Because yeah, this on. was an announcement Tagged on the end Of the FIH's uh, glowing report Of their own brilliance In running the Pro League Now, right at the very bottom of it, there's, oh, and by the way, we're going to have a Hockey Fives World Cup. Where did this come from? Why is this tagged on the end of a a notification about something else completely different? Well, mate, Is look, this stealth? Are they just trying to slide this in underneath everybody so we don't realise it's happening? Because have you met anybody that's in favour of Hockey Fives? Yeah, uh,
1: Dr. Batra, Dr. Batra, congratulations on your elevation to the IOC. Uh, now FIH, yeah, well, Indian look, Olympic
0: Association and the IOC. Um, He's has, has gotta go. He's gotta go. He's he's too he's he's compromised now. He's gotta leave one of those jobs. He can't stay on as the president of the FIH and be compromised by his place in the IOC. Make your mind up, Doctor Batra, one or the other. And let's face it, you've used hockey as a stepping stone for your no, own nine, personality. Nine, nine
1: years from nowhere to the to the IOC is, is quite incredible. But but, but 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 we've probably got Ourselves to blame as a hockey community because well, we, we let we, him we,
0: do it. We sought him out and we we brought him into the game. Um, let's and maybe in future episodes we'll run down some of the achievements of Dr. Batra in hockey. Stuff like the wonderfully successful Hockey India League. Let's let's have a look at that. The uh, announcement of World Series uh, that get closed down after one year. Let's have a look at the way that our game has been diminished by the lack of funds that have been sucked up into flying ex-presidents around the bloody planet it's just no 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 terrible. no. hang
1: on a sec cheap hotel rooms at the lalit don't forget that and uh, the congress also announced that the 2020 sorry the eb also announced that the congress in 2020 will be held back in india again so oh remember, will it oh what a surprise
0: <laughs> what a surprise it's about time that the hockey community did something about this but they won't because we are being led down a path that will destroy the game absolutely destroy the game
1: what i found quite odd uh for the medal presentation at the, the grand final, uh, when the, the Aussie boys went up to get to get their little plastic shin guards, uh, which apparently weren't too robust. Yeah, you, um, you wouldn't want to get hit off a shin wearing they, one. I didn't see them given medals. Apparently there were medals given, but why wouldn't you hand out the medals? Anyway, they make their way up the stairs after a bit of a lengthy delay. Who's there handing out the little golden golden shin pads? Doctor Batra. All on his right, own. There's a, no, no, just for the handing oh, out of yeah, the, okay. the shin pad, the yep. shake of the hand. That you know, that went through. Players all make make their way down the stairs. We've then got to wait for Doctor Batra to make his way down the stairs to pick up the trophy on the way past to then go and present the trophy in the little rostrum um, in in the middle there. It was the oddest, oddest thing, um, particularly once you you know you'd had such a cast of. FIH executive board members up there for the third oh, they know, for the bronze medals and other bits and pieces but it seemed to me it was very very much about Dr Batra the uh, the end of the broadcast
0: you, you reckon one of those uh, executive board members might have had a stopwatch on him <laughs> 8 seconds and 8 seconds <laughs> do you reckon you can organise it's not like a shot clock hasn't been an issue in the pro league for the whole tournament and yet it comes to a crucial stage in a final and there's no shot clock. Now, personally, I think she went over anyway. I'm not going to dispute the, the result, but where's you're the shot not, clock? You're, you're if healthy girls. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to have this rule, have the, the tools in place to judge the rule. The fact that the umpire just, the, the video umpire said, Oh, I didn't hear, you, didn't hear the whistle. What whistle? Did you hear the whistle? There was no whistle. There was nothing. And then the umpire who said, Oh, no, it was eight seconds. She wasn't looking at a clock. If you go back and look at the replay, she's not looking at a watch going, OK, time starts now. Yeah. <laughs> <I could. laughs> she's, she's just gone on. No, and that must have been eight seconds. It must have been eight seconds. I couldn't hear your whistle. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's an, in a in a in an event like that, this is the prime showcase piece. you got no shot clock. Are you kidding me?
1: I'm going to take you back, John, to 2017, the uh, 14th of the 6th, uh, about the same time that we did our very first broadcast. Uh, And this is on uh, InsideSport.co. The International Hockey Federation has set a target to generate $150 million from the Hockey Pro League over a period of four years. According to FIH CEO Jason McCracken, with the best nine teams in both men's and women's categories in freight, it will surely catch the fancy of fans around the globe, according to a Hindustan Times report. There is robust marketing strategy in place to achieve the target. We have Star Sports as broadcasting partners in India. The FIH is working to have broadcasters on board from other nations that are competing in the league. 150 million over four years. Well, well what have, what have we lost on, on year one? Cause we've got to claw back 150 million plus that to keep on track within the four years. Of course, years,
0: Jason we? McCracken, the CEO that was let go because and publicly stated that yeah. he didn't get any sponsors. Couldn't he get any couldn't sponsors get, for the pro league. And then the, the new CEO turns around and goes, oh, we don't need sponsors, no. we're a family, family sport. sport. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? You um, don't need any sponsors? Well, inter- Who's paying for it?
1: Well, it'll be interesting to see uh, who who does depart uh, the FIH if if the rumours are true that there's 10 to 12 uh, people Mate, whose job, jobs broom. are on the line. They need
0: a bloody big broom.
1: Um, because uh, you'd think somebody in sponsorship Might uh, might need refreshing.
0: (laughs) Honestly, anybody that that's been involved with the F.I.H. for the last eighteen to twelve months—if they put down their association with them, the F.I.H. on their CV—and I'm a (laughs) recruiter—what would you, what would you be think? Oh, so you're responsible for this shambles, are you? Okay, no worries. We'll see you later. We'll call you. Well, no, really? Implementation of the pro
1: league was sa- crap. Sounds no, sounds good on your CV. Yeah, but, but
0: it was actually crap.
1: Yeah, but if you're going
0: for a job somewhere else, nobody would
1: know about it because they don't watch hockey, do they? Well, no, no one. No, no one watches no one, hockey, no, do they?
0: No one in this country knew what the pro league was. No, in no. fact, I heard an interview with uh, Georgie Parker, former Australian. Um, no, no, not sorry, not Georgie Parker. Um, Ashley Nelson. Ashley Nelson, yeah, she was on Melbourne Radio, ICN, and I heard the interview with her and. The the presenter this was on the the Tuesday or Monday or Tuesday after the pro league had finished yeah um <sighs> the the guy got on there and and he said to her oh we've got um, Ashley on today to um you know. Talk about the, the great achievement of the, the women and the men, the Australian in the, in the pro league And to, uh, tell us what the pro league all is But <laughs> it's it's over <laughs> It's been going for six months And you don't know anything about it And this guy's, you know, one of the major presenters on a sports station yep, And yep, he knew nothing about yep, it
1: yep. Why? Well, ABC gave it some good coverage uh, with, the, with the Kookaburras win as well Thanks to Glenn Keemer for um, leading us to that one Yep Um Another quick thing, just on on the uh, the press release, and I've got two things on this. Um, Polytan, F I H global supplier, um, also updated on the development of a dry turf, which of course is uh, aiming to be available by 2024. To contribute to a, a sustainable environment, John.
0: Well, they won't need uh, a very big turf because they'll be playing hockey fives.
1: Well, well, this is it. it. It brings us into into two little areas there. Now, it was mentioned when hockey fives was talked about by Thierry some time back about the opportunity to play hockey fives in some different locations, um, and you know perhaps taking it into the heart of city centres like they did with squash, um, in the you know with the the glass box. Um, Let me just get up. I've had one of the young ladies at Polytan get in touch because, of course, they put the turf in um, at the stoop um, where uh, GB played most recently in their last um, Pro League league matches. So, some of the stats uh, the pitch they played on, John, was a Polygrass Tokyo GT. So that's the brand new turf which will be used at the Tokyo Olympics. Nice and up to date.
0: And it's, it's not a it's not a dry turf. It's a, it's still a wet turf. It's There's, still a wet turf, yeah. but it
1: requires up to sixty five percent less water than other hockey pitches. So that development's already happening there. Um, so the, that pitch itself, well, those pitches that they're, they're temporary, removable, and repeatable, so they can go again and again and again. Um, so the pitch that went down at the stoop stayed down for about another week afterwards and the community used that there. That's then going to get moved to Bisham Abbey for the men and women to prepare for to Tokyo. That's the GB teams. And the Bisham Abbey pitch will be moved to Lillishaw, um, up in Shropshire. Um, so it's, it's good that, you know, they're, they're getting sent around there. was 12,500 tickets sold. A first ever big stadium event. Um, and uh, I think the big take-home take, take home with it, John, is that it's 60% um, of the raw materials are um, green regrowable. Hang on, let me say that again. It's made from 60%, I'm green, regrowable raw materials.
0: You know what? We need to get Polytan on and have a chat to him about yeah. this, because it's quite interesting. I mean, when they talk about the idea of a dry pitch... Why do we water pitches? It's so you don't burn your face off when you go with <laughs> your plant on a, you know, it's, it's b- yeah,
1: ball movement. Yeah, and, yeah so like
0: there's there's be lots of really interesting technical things to talk about about you know the differences and the, the advantages of a dry pitch. Obviously, you don't have to pump bloody water on it all the time. But yeah, well, I mean, that, which would obviously that would suit the Netherlands, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, what are the fire department going to do?
1: Oh, on the weekend, yeah. yeah. I suppose they need the, the overtime, don't they? They, they? they do. There's so many different repercussions <laughs> and implications with just these small decisions that we make, <laughs> isn't
0: it? But uh, we, we should get someone on and talk about the future of, I mean, that 60% renewables uh number that you, yeah. or green or whatever they call it, uh, that, that's really interesting because you think that, well, it's an artificial turf, it's going to have a lot of polycarbonate type yeah. stuff in it. We just, if,
1: you know, if we're playing on turf, we need to make sure that they're hockey turfs and not these 3G things that, you know, should be okay for three different sports. They just don't suit hockey. They don't don't suit it
0: at all. Um, are we still on the pro league?
1: We can continue on it, yeah.
0: Okay, just quickly. When you install a situa- uh, a a scaling system that involves percentage, (laughs) (laughs) you have, you have the perfect vehicle for um, when games get cancelled. And we saw Argentina miss out on a finals place in the Pro League by goal difference, essentially. And Argentina and Germany had been in the unfortunate situation where the match was cancelled. There was no play possible whatsoever. Match right. cancelled. Now, the FI, under the old system where everything was done on points, you would have just given them a point each and said, shut up and go home. Yeah. But we're under a new system yeah, here The, the bonus points uh, And with percentages yeah. So it is not points that, are, that will rank you at, the, at your first step of ranking It's your percentage The uh-huh. percentage is calculated From the number of points you gain From the number of points that are available to them That's right Now if you look at the rules And they're up here on the, uh, the, the website Where are we? I've got them up here certainly. International hockey fair schedule Oh what have I done with it? Keep going, keep going. Event resources, we'll go to this one. Oh, no, here we go, Pro League. If you go through the the rules of the Pro League, there's, there's nothing there that says one point will be awarded for a match that's called off. What it does state is that it will be recorded as a shootout loss. Yep. It doesn't say points will be recorded. However, when you look at the table, that game isn't reflected. That, that, you count up the games, look at the table, they're one game short. Yeah. However, their percentage has been calculated on 14 games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the 13 games. Right. Now this is precisely the situation where this percentage system has it over the other system. Yeah. Because they, all that, you didn't play the game, points not available, you're only calculated off the percentage of 13 available games that's right, worth of As the it points. would be in
1: local league here, if a if team drops out of a grade and you, exactly. you, you don't get to play them in the, in the last round, no. yeah. that's it.
0: Now, if you either, you can have the argument that no points were available, so they should have only had it off 13 games, or you could make the argument, well, actually, they, were, they got a point, so there was only one point available, they got that, rah, rah, rah. Either way, Argentina would have gone through under the percentage system. And not Great Britain. Great Britain only got through because the FIH determined it on points, not on percentage. I scratched my head. The tools were there specifically for this situation yep, to occur yep,
1: yep, yep. well, it's, we scratched our heads in the very start about oh, we why, w- why were we having this percentage system and we were told it was because some teams would have played more games than others at some times <laughs> that, yep. that was the, the reason but then it goes down to points when it gets to the finals
0: now some point some some has been made of a delay, reschedule and cancellation of a match rule 7.1 all matches should start and be defined by the match schedule to ensure blah 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 uh, in the event of a requirement to cancel a match the host national association or media advisor the chief executive officer now the, the bit that's interesting is where a match uh where where a match is unable to commence the match is considered cancelled and will result in a draw recorded as 0-0 on TMS well that didn't happen it wasn't recorded as 0-0 on TMS and where a match is unable to commence is considered cancelled so there's no points available anyway yeah now, if you go back well, up, it's little little girl, why
1: does it go down as nil-nil? <laughs> there's, there's nothing,
0: there's nothing in the rules there that say a council match teams get one point each. Nothing. And in fact, if you go back up to four point, uh, where is it here, um, ranking in the league, uh, it says, uh, there's a, there's a very interesting term here that they use, um, Uh, During the season up until the grand final, teams will be ranked by the percentage of points gained relative to the maximum number possible to have attained at any given time. Now, that at any given time is the FIH get out clause to use that as it. Well, there was no points available to anybody because the match couldn't go ahead. So they're only going to be judged off 13 matches. Now, I'm not saying we should retroactively go back and change things or anything like that. That's stupid. I'm not that dumb. But I am suggesting that in the future, you use the system that you have put in place to the best of its advantage. Now, there's nothing in the FIH rules that say those teams should have been given one point. Nothing. It's not there. And as you know, these are legal documents, and if they were meant to get a point, it would be in there saying that they get a point. What I find interesting... Or half a point. Yeah, whatever they get. When you look at, say, our local league here, there's no mention of cancelled matches and rules relating to them because they refer everything back to be a replay. We will reschedule. Anything that's cancelled gets rescheduled. There's no room for rescheduling in the Pro League, so this percentage system is actually the perfect system for them to be using to yeah. ranking teams. I didn't like it at the start of the season, but now I see the value in it, having gone through this situation with Argentina and Germany. They should have not been awarded any points, the match should have been cancelled, and their percentage calculated only on the points available from the 13 games they played, not the 14 yep. games where they didn't play one.
1: Yep. And what would the difference have been on that, on that percentage?
0: Uh, Enough to put them ahead of GB. I mean, we're talking, uh, you know, two or three percent. We're not talking a lot, um, but it would have been enough to put them ahead of GB. And good luck to GB. They, they must be said. Both teams lost five games and drew others. Both teams had more than enough opportunities to score the one goal that would have got them the points. So I'm not trying to have a whinge about. Oh, Argentina got dudded, mate. You know, they allow themselves It's more the, the principle
1: rather than the, the yeah. winner and the loser in it.
0: Yeah. And, and moving forward, if you're going to implement this system, use it to its greatest advantage.
1: Well, look, I think that is one of the good learnings to come out and it it to go into next year's uh, Pro League pro- program. My fingers are crossed as I say that, John. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and also Pro League 2. Will yeah.
0: Germany be there? Anyway, we'll leave that discussion for another time. We've got other things to talk Better about, move on. Matt
1: you are listening to the reverse stick the global hockey podcast thank you for joining us on episode 101 when we're not on the air you can find us on the socials on twitter on facebook and on instagram or at The Reverse Stick, you can drop us a line, Matt at The Reverse Stick dot net, or John at The Reverse Stick dot net. Uh, yeah. One of our patrons and our listeners, Scott Edwards, John, <laughs> he did just that and said, "Ah, oh, if you've got some trouble with some of your video, just uh, drop me a line and I'll, I'll help you out. And, you've and got met- some
0: trouble with video?
1: Yeah, well, I messaged, I messaged <laughs> back and I said... Uh, uh look, we're alright on this one, but I might hit you up for our shootout competition that you may have heard back in show one hundred in the uh the the century show. Um now Scott very kindly has put together the most fantastic mix um, and package of some of the video footage that we took on that day. That will be going up. On YouTube tomorrow, on Saturday, it is available now for our Patreon subscribers, John. You can be a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com forward slash the reverse stick, and if you can help us out, we'd really appreciate it. A few bucks to uh, help us keep producing hockey podcasts and bringing hockey... To the airwaves.
0: I tell you what, it's a good thing there was no uh, referrals in that shootout, mate. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't notice that at first,
1: but in definitely, If, in you, a if a you look at that first angle, oh no, you can't because you're standing right in the way.
0: If you look at the second angle, it's definitely not it. Yeah,
1: well, uh, just I'll let you you, you, you decide, you decide. Go to our YouTube channel from tomorrow, and uh, we'll put the links out on the socials as well.
0: Smithy's got small feet, hasn't he?
1: Well, he has, when he's trying to
0: uh, save, save off.
1: In? Yeah, mate, look at the one he let in from you, the
0: very first. Oh, the only one you scored. Uh, I completely flummoxed him and beat him. He had no idea.
1: Watch the video. You will love it. Um, we did <laughs> share some links as well, John. It's Hockey World News time once again. Yep. Uh, edition 11 is out now. Uh, so just uh, check us out on Twitter or go to Hockey World News on all of the socials and uh, get your eyes on it. Big Keeper special, this one. Interviews with Vincent Van Asch uh, from Stephen Finlayder. Um, Akash Chikti from Harper, Eat Lamber. Keeley's there. Uh, Talking to totally pro league mate Grant shoe, but clearly oh. was with regard to the the aerial, the overhead, the flick, the scoop. Um, that that's a, a good read. Rachel Lynch is in there. Um, great goalkeeper in the world. Best goalkeeper in the world. Quan Brown. It's got it's got a sort of a Perth flavour. <laughs> Orch is in there with a the Tyler Lovell oh um, piece as well, which is fantastic. Obviously, you heard Tyler earlier on in the show. Winners of the pro league. Uh, yeah, get your eyes around Hockey World News. You can go to. Uh, you can get it for free, but you can contribute as well if, uh, if, if you can. And, uh, you know, I think it's probably the best hockey magazine in the world, John. So, uh, you'd be foolish not to get your eyes on it. Next up, uh, world rankings. There's been a bit of a tweak there, hasn't there, after the tournament. But of course, what'll matter is, is after the, the continentals take place. Uh, but we see Australia regain the top spot for men, uh, switching places with Belgium. Also a switch, uh, switcheroo between England and Germany uh, with 6th and 7th spot. Nice to see England going up the rankings, having not played any games for a while. A <laughs> bit further down, uh, down to 12th, Malaysia are up 1, France up 2 into 13th, South Africa up 2 into 14th, Korea up 2 into 15th, and Japan up 2 into 16th. Pakistan dropping five places to 17th and China down four to 18th spot. Uh, Mexico, big jump there. They're uh, up seven to 32 and Italy up six to 26. On the women's side of things, uh, the Netherlands retain that top spot. Australia back up into second. Argentina into third. England dropping down two spots. It's all the same then down to ninth with Belgium up four India, China, Korea, USA, or dropping one. Uh, India would feel very hard done by dropping down the world rankings, despite winning the Hiroshima qualifying event.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of problems with the world rankings out there. I mean, well, it's, from, be,
1: it's being worked on, isn't it? We've been yeah, told. Yeah,
0: we've been told. But from the very beginning, regardless of what system they come up with, it, it's bastardised by the Great Britain, England, Scotland, Wales situation. I don't know what if there's a way past it, how they can work that out, but it does skew what's going on in the world rankings, undoubtedly.
1: Yeah, well, there's ch- there's change are coming, um, and like I said, the the continentals will be the the big deciders on where where people finish up at the end of the year, and of course, all importantly then, who sneaks into the the last couple of spots for the Olympics.
0: Oh, now let's work out these Olympic qualifiers, shall we? Uh, because it it is a bit of a journey. Um, you did maths at high school, didn't you?
1: Yeah, poorly. Physics? Failed, 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 Chemistry? Maths, failed maths twice. I did go from an E to a D, though, the did second you? time around. Yeah. Oh, you
0: might be able to figure this out, then. Yeah. Um, where do we start? Well, the Olympics is 12 teams. Yep, that's so right. There's going to be two pools of six, six, and this, six. this coming on. there's athlete eligibility and stuff, which we're not really worried about. The qualification pathway places. There is one team, one place available to the host nation Japan there are five teams who will qualify from continental qualification the Africa from Africa the Americas Asia Europe and Oceania so five teams well that's six so that leaves another six teams to come from the Olympic qualification events the six or seven if the host nation Japan is the highest placed in the 18th Asian Games 2018 winners of the Olympic qualification matches will earn one quota place for the National Olympic Committees. The teams that qualify for the matches will be as follows. The four highest-placed teams in the uh, Pro League. So that would be, uh, let's see, I can't remember off the top of my head, Australia, Netherlands, in both men and women. Then on the men's side of things, Great Britain and uh, Belgium. Belgium. And on the women's side of things, Argentina, Argentina and Germany. Yeah. So those four teams will all go through to the qualification event. They haven't qualified yet. They're just going to the event. The two highest placed teams in each of the three hockey series finals, so that'll be six teams.
1: Although five with the women.
0: Because Japan.
1: Because of Japan. So India, Ireland, South Korea, Canada, and Spain. Yeah. For for the women and Ireland, Malaysia, Canada. I've got it in front of me. Um, who else went through? It Russia and Belarus. No.
0: Yeah, uh, I can't remember off the top of it. It's not important right now who it is. <laughs> They'll be there. Now, the next qualifying teams are the two highest-placed teams in the FIH World Rankings as at the end of the 2019 Continental Championship. So the two highest- India, South team. Africa and France. Well, at the moment, Netherlands, we're, I'm looking at the women's here. Netherlands, Australia, Argentina uh, are the highest three-ranked teams. Then comes England. So you think England would get one of those places if things stay the same as they are now. GB. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Germany have qualified. They made the finals of the women's side of the Pro League. So that place is now available to go to the sixth place, New Zealand. You'd think, as the way that rankings are at the moment, but we'll wait and see because we've got to get through the continental championships. If any of the teams above also qualify as continental champions or as a host country team, their place will be taken by the next highest ranked team in the FIH World rankings. So you start slipping down on the women's side of things, you get to Spain and Ireland. And Belgium. They're the next teams in line. Uh, the 12 teams that have qualified will be drawn to play one another on the, over two matches. The team with the highest aggregate score over the two matches will qualify for the Olympic Games. The teams will be drawn to play each other as follows. The three highest ranked teams in the FIH world rankings at the end of the Continental Championship will be drawn at random to play at home against the 10th, 11th or 12th place teams as at the end of the Continental Championships. Teams ranked 4th, 5th and 6th in the FIH World Rankings at the end of the 2019 Continental Championship will be drawn at random to play at home against 7, 8 and 9 ranked teams. Now that means it's not home and away, two games in the same Uh, country.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, two home games. Two home
0: games for the highest ranked team. If Japan is the winner of the, two, uh, the 18th Asian Games 2018, which they proved to be, their place will be taken by the next highest-ranked team in the FIH World Ranking. In the event that paragraph five, six, seven above happens, which is Japan winning the Asian Games, the 14 teams that have qualified will be drawn to play one another over the teams of.
1: Yeah, so seven, seven go through in the women, rather than six going through yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In,
0: in the men. So that's the way it's going to work out. Now, as far as how, how this will be played out, where's the, the events here coming up? The Asian Games have been played and that place went to Japan. Uh, the Pan American Games will be going on from the 26th of July in Lima for both men and women. The European Nation Championship for women will be held in Antwerp and, uh, will be held in Antwerp for the men as well the 14th Women's Championship, the 17th Men's Championship, both running from the 16th to the 25th of August. Then the Oceania Cup will be held from the 1st to the 8th of September. And uh, the African Qualification Tournament is still to be um, announced, the location. But it will be run no later than September the 8th, 2019. With the teams, dates and venues for the Olympic qualification events to be confirmed on the 20th of September, and those games to go ahead between the 26th of October and the 4th of November. So that so
1: that 8th of September date is is crucial because that's when the world rankings will be decided, and for the women, that's when those five extra teams will be selected to go to go forward. Into now, the say Australia
0: wins the um, the Oceania Cup on the men's side of things; they already qualified through the Pro League to go to that qualification tournament. Yeah, they win the Oceania Cup. Yeah, they don't go. And another team will go in there. The next lowest ranked team will go through. Is that the way it's working? Do you know what? I don't actually know. But no, I'm I, trying I, to figure it out I too. Think i have got it here in front of me. It's clear.
1: Either could be ridiculous. What's the point in going to play if uh, um, you're, you're already qualified? Yeah. Um, mm, you wouldn't think so, would you? But you've got to plan these things. You've got to schedule all, all of these things. Well, they've things, got to have, to have two pathways. pathways. Don't the Olympics say you've got to yeah, have yeah, two yeah, pathways? Do, so yeah.
0: one is through your national, uh, through your, your regional championship, confederation championship, and the other's through this convoluted pro league World Series system.
1: Yeah. I wish you hadn't sprung that on me because we could have got, got the information from more, more learned friends than us.
0: Who? <laughs> it's, it's, I know exactly who look, would know,
1: actually. Andrew Wilson would definitely know. A- A-
0: Andrew would know, but it, it's all here. Uh on the well, you've got to go and dig for it to find it on the FIH website. But it is a very complicated system. It's not straight up like A plays B and B wins and they're through and A's gone As we know mate it's all
1: about the wriggle room and it's all about the opportunity for the FIH to make those decisions according to to the rankings
0: and if if I was an Indian hockey follower I would not be worried one iota about both the men and the women appearing at the next Olympics they'll be there by hook or by crook don't worry Uh, you reckon I think so I would think so You're listening to The Reverse Stick, the global hockey podcast. Uh, what else have we got to well, get something, through,
1: something that happened in between times, of course, was the announcement from the FIH on the, the, the Pakistan decision. Um, and uh, the, the press release reads, After considering all the elements submitted by the PHF, the International Hockey Federation today put an end to the disciplinary case opposing hockey's world governing body to PHF by reaching a settlement agreement with the PHF to ensure hockey continues to grow in the country. This agreement consists of a settlement amount with half of it to be invested by PHF in youth development and or grassroots development activities in Pakistan within the next two years. Yeah, good luck with that. These these development funds will be monitored by the AHF and reported to FIH with documentary evidence. Now, we have heard from the new General Secretary in in uh, in, in Japan, in Pakistan that um, they're looking to be a lot more open and transparent and they will be releasing their books every three months or something on the website so people can see what's going on there. Um, I have got in touch with them and we might have an interview but the other half should be paid to FIH in three installments until July 2020. The first amount uh, needs to be paid by the 19th of August. Otherwise, the P- uh, Pakistan may not enter the FIH Olympic qualifiers. So there's a They're chance. gone. The
0: Olympic <laughs> qualifiers have gone. That's what staggers me. You've had this process. Well, you're going to fly them in halfway through. You're just going to parachute them in. If you're another national association and that happens, surely that gives you grounds for appeal. Well
1: the proceedings are now closed John Thierry said the FIH came to today's proposal in view of protecting the development of the game in Pakistan while making it clear that jeopardising one of our events cannot be accepted considering the circumstances we think this is the best possible outcome and wish that Pakistan hockey will soon flourish again now they Say don't have ha- well, they don't have any money but I thought this fine imposed was about compensation to was... to, to, other, to countries that missed those games and had sold tickets you know, people had bought tickets for and everything along that
0: I, I think you're right and when, it, when this Pakistan first pulled out and that that fine was announced that's exactly what it was for it yep. was announced as compensation for those cl- for those nations now what's happened to that compensation is that been pocketed by the FIH once again leaving the national associations to carry the burden of cost
1: right. who knows what the amount is eh? who knows what the ma-
0: <laughs> you think FIH need every cent that they can don't, get don't forget the these these nations paid the FIH to be involved in this competition yeah, yeah. They paid money to get into
1: it. Um, yeah, so that, we'll keep an eye on that. And, yeah, hopefully we'll have somebody on the show soon. We, we, we're back in action, John. TRS World 11 interview going to come next week. Oh, uh, good. Uh, when I
0: get the computer fixed.
1: Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, we'll be back as well with an, another episode of Push Past Pundits next week. That's, uh, oh, cool. that's all set to be recorded. Brilliant. Um, announcement, uh, competition winner. uh online competition with the Coaching Lab to win a set of match play cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Hearn Bay Hockey Club in the UK. Uh, well done. They've got together with Jack, and there's uh, a set going their way. Thank you for everybody that contributed. That was an interesting little thread um, about coaching superpowers, and uh, uh, there was a little discount code as well. John went out to everybody that participated and gave us a comment. That was good, good of Jack, and you can get on the thecoachinglab.com and... Uh, dot com dot org just check out the underscore coaching lab on twitter you'll and instagram it. and you'll, you'll get the info there but thanks thanks to
0: jack and thanks for taking part everyone mate there's plenty more we could get through we're going to have, you have a very busy couple of weeks coming up getting through all the stuff that's going on in the hockey indeed world indeed. don't let hockey fives die it's coming
1: well hockey fives live streaming from the euro under 16s on all weekend euro hockey tv dot org
0: it is dially boring. I'm sorry. Hockey fives does not shake my boat. No. Anyway. We got, we got a big
1: few weeks coming up, mate. We have, Great mate. Need to get through. Thank you for joining us. Show 101, and we'll catch you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.